0: As a home group, we've been going through the PCF Elevate course, which is about what we believe as a church. One of the modules is entitled Salvation Through Faith in Jesus. And it reminds us what the blood of Jesus has won for us. At its heart is the doctrine of substitution. The amazing truth that Jesus died in our place as our substitute on the cross. And to me, one of the best scriptures that describes this is 2 Corinthians 5, verse 21. God made him who knew no sin, sin for us, so that in him we might become the righteousness of God. So God made Jesus sin for us? What's that mean? Well, sin is when we do something separate from God. Sin breaks relationship. Sin results in our separation from God. So God made Jesus sin for us means that hanging on that cross, the perfect, holy, sinless God chose to take upon himself all the consequences of our separation from God. Hanging on that cross, God the Father chose to treat God the Son, who had never done anything separate from God and who had never experienced separation from God, all that our separation from God means. Hanging on that cross, God the Father chose to treat God the Son as paying every penalty that our separation from God deserves, and hanging on that cross, God the Father chose to treat God the Son as if he was had lived our life, the life of every sinner who had ever believe in him. And why? So that God himself could restore our relationship with him. Reverse the separation that we caused between him and us. That's the doctrine of substitution. God looks at Jesus on the cross and he sees us and he looks at us and he sees Jesus. <laughs> Jesus gets what we deserve and we get everything that Jesus deserves. That's the great exchange. I, I, I love this um, illustration of it. Uh, Imagine this hand is, is Jesus. He's never sinned. He's never done anything separate from God. There is nothing that separates him from God. And then imagine this hand is us and we have this burden of sin on us, this burden of sin that separates us from God, this burden of sin that means we can't get out from under this and we can't Get to God ourselves. But on the cross, God transfers our sin, our separation, on to Jesus. And do you see where that leaves us? That leaves us as no separation from God, no barriers between us and God, restoration of a relationship to God. And it's all because of Jesus. It's got nothing to do with what we do. We, the instant we believe in Jesus and ask him into our lives, God sees us in right standing before him, in right relationship with him. And that means so many things. It means that God is never angry with us again ever again. All the God's just anger for all those times that we do things separate from God has been fully satisfied by the punishment of Jesus in our place on the cross. And that means that even when we mess up now, God is never, ever angry with us. And it means that the ransom to free us from our slavery to sin has been paid in full. And not only that, but God has chosen to adopt us into his family. That means we're his sons and daughters with all the full benefits that that entails. I mean, how amazing is that? And it means that our relationship with God has been fully restored. There is nothing separating us from God. We are at full peace between God and us, and that means that we've got unlimited, twenty-four-seven access into the very presence of God in heaven. As Hebrews four sixteen puts it, we can now approach the throne of grace with fullest confidence, that we may receive mercy for all our failures, and grace to help. In our times of need. And it means that Jesus has not only cleansed us from all our sins, but he's taken our sins away forever. It is finished. The very moment that we ask Jesus into our life, God forgave everything, past, present and future, that we do separate from God. And he will never cast them up to us again it's just as if we had never sinned. That's how God looks at us because of the great exchange of Jesus dying as our substitute. There's a wonderful picture of this in the Old Testament Day of Atonement. Um, On the Day of Atonement the high priest chose two goats and one goat was sacrificed as a substitutory sin offering for the sins of all the people. It's a picture to us that Jesus cleanses, forgives us of every single sin, past tense, future tense and present tense that we will ever do. But not only that, you see, then the high priest Took his hands and he laid them on the second goat, the scapegoat, and he confessed all the sins of the people onto that second goat, the scapegoat, and it was taken away into the desert, into the wilderness, never to be seen again. And that shows us that not only does Jesus cleanse us from all our sins and all our unrighteousness, but He takes our sins away and He never considers them again and to make the point God then gives us several scriptures just to make sure that we get this Isaiah 43 25 I even I am the one who wipes out your transgressions for my own sake and I will never remember your sins again Isaiah 38, 17. For you have cast all my sins behind my back. Micah seven nineteen, Once again, you will have compassion on us. You will trample our sins under your feet and throw them into the depths of the ocean. And Psalm 103, verse 12. As far as the east is from the West. So you have removed our transgressions from us. I'll leave it to Paul to sum up what the great exchange means for us. With God on our side like this, how can we lose? If God didn't hesitate to put everything on the line for us, embracing our condition and exposing himself, to the worst by sending his own son? Is there anything else he wouldn't do gladly and freely for us? And who would dare tangle with God by messing with what God's chosen? Who would dare even to point a finger? The one who died for us, who was raised to life for us, Is in the presence of God. At this very moment, he is in God's presence, sticking up for us. Do you think anyone else is going to be able to drive a wedge between us and Christ's love for us? There is no way. Not trouble, not hard times, not hatred, not hunger, not homelessness, not bullying threats, not backstabbing, not even the worst sins listed in all scripture. Nothing, living or dead, angelic or demonic, today or tomorrow, high or low, thinkable or unthinkable, absolutely nothing can get between us and God's love because of the way that Jesus our master has embraced us. You see, the great exchange is about God completely embracing us. The question is, do we completely embrace him in return?
1: Josh and thank you Gordon. It falls to me to close the service today and so today you've had all the boys. But in closing I'd just like to tell you a quick story. There was a little boy and this little boy loved boats and he made himself from scratch a beautiful boat, a sailboat and it was about this big and it had sails and we painted it and he even engraved his name underneath. He loved this boat. It was a pride and joy. Anyhow, the day came for him to test it. So he went to the little river nearby where he lives. And he sat next to the river and he put it in the water and it sat beautifully, just floated beautifully. And he gave it the most gentle of little nudges and it sailed off into the stream. But along came some wind and filled those sails and the little boat rocketed off. And initially, the little boy was so excited, his boat was working. But Sonny realized the boat was getting away from him. He's not going to get it back. And he waded into the water as deep as he possibly could go to try and get his boat. But the boat kept on sailing. And finally he had to turn back to the shoreline because it was getting too deep for him. And he lost his boat. He was heartbroken. The little boy went back home and he was in tears. And his mother said, son, what's wrong? He said, mom, I've lost my boat and she said did not did your boat not float did it not work and he said no mom it worked beautifully but maybe it was too good it just sailed off and now it's gone and i can't get it back he was heartbroken over his little boat anyhow a couple of days later he was walking through the village and there was a the, the standard uh, charity shop or second hand shop and in the shop window you won't believe it was his boat they're the same color the same sail same he opened the door raced into the shop grabbed his little boat to check if it was his he lifted up to see if he's engraved and there were his initials that was his boat and he wanted to take his boat home and he said to the store i'm taking my boat this is my boat you found my boat and the shop owner said i'm sorry son i paid somebody for that boat you're gonna have to buy that boat and he was heartbroken the little boy left the boat in the shop and he went back home but he had a plan he worked extra chores he did extra jobs around the house he mowed extra lawns he did whatever he could take to raise that money and one proud day he went back to that store went in there and he bought back his boat on leaving the store it was overheard the little boy saying to his boat little boat you're twice mine firstly i made you Secondly, I brought you back. You know, we're a little bit like that boat, aren't we? We are sailing and maybe we've got a little further ahead that we should have and we've gone our own way. But oh, thank you for Jesus who, who paid the price, who went and bought us back. He made us and then bought us back twice. We're so thankful for that. Gordon had such a great illustration earlier. I loved it. Gordon, well done. I really love this where sin separates us from God or, or missing the mark is separated. And, and because of Jesus was laid on Jesus and now we are in right standing with uh, Almighty God. And that is so true and it's an excellent illustration. And I really like it. And Gordon also said something that was very intriguing. He says, Jesus has paid for our sins, both past, present and future. I just want to clarify something for us, because sometimes a little confusion arises in that statement there. And it is true. Gordon is totally correct. And I want to read us a verse just to explain how this works in 1 John chapter 1. And I'd like to read it from verse 5. This is the message which we have heard from God, and we declare it to you. God is light, and in him there is no darkness at all. I've got a flashlight with me and you can see it shining there. And you may see it on my hand. God is light. There's no shadows in it. And originally, there was sin blocking the light. So we were in the shadows. But thank goodness, when Jesus took our sin, we are now in right standing and we're in the light. The verses go on. Read this. If we say that we have fellowship with Him and we walk in darkness, we are lying and we do not practice the truth. If there's darkness and the light is not getting through to us, then we're lying. That's what the Bible says. Carries on though, verse seven, if we walk in the light as he's in light, we have fellowship with him and with one another, and the blood of Jesus Christ cleanses us from all our sin. When we give our hearts to Jesus, he takes that sin away and now we're in the light. He took our past sin, he took our present sin, and as long as we remain in that light, even after we all we've got to do is stay in the light. Where the light goes, we go. Wherever we stay in the light, we are. That blood of Jesus washes us continuously and we are in perfect relationship with Him, as Gordon was telling us. But what happens if a little sin or something starts to creep into our life? Initially, very small shadows start to appear don't they initially it's very small and you're still in the light but what's happening is there's going to be little gray areas in your life and left unchecked those areas will soon grow and finally will become big sin issues again and block out the light totally we need to deal with that and the verse goes on and explains how we should do that verse 9 says if we confess our sins he's faithful and just to forgive us of our sin and cleanse us from all unrighteousness if there is something in our lives all we have to do is say Lord I I feel I'm I'm hiding these these shadows emerging and I'm feeling uncomfortable you know every time Wayne's preaching it feels like he's preaching at me every time I go to home group I I feel like they're preaching at me Uh, every time I hear something on YouTube or something it feels like they're getting at me that's a shadow you you kind of like hide there's something there it's so easy. All you have to do is say, Lord Jesus, please forgive me for that. And immediately, as Gordon read one of those verses, it's thrown away as far as the east is from the west. God never brings back our path. Never. He will never bring previous sin and remind us, oh, look, you missed it. Gordon, you are so right. Friends, I want to ask you today don't you want to just stay in the light? If you're missing church and you haven't been coming to church, you're missing Connect Group and you're not joining in on the Zooms anymore and you know maybe it's been a couple of weeks since you even watched online church, maybe there's a shadow there that you just need to make right with Jesus and say, Lord Jesus, thank you that your blood just forgives me right now and washes me clean and now I'm back in good relationship with him. It is that easy. Don't allow those little gray areas to grow and block out the light. Maybe some of us have been saved for many years and we've been walking in the light for ages. But all of a sudden, the Holy Spirit has been prodding us and the conviction of the Holy Spirit has been showing us little gray areas in our lives. Maybe you used to tithe on a monthly basis and you know it's right to tithe. You know the Word of God talks about giving and, and being a blessing. And all of a sudden, you've shied away from that and you're feeling a bit uneasy about that. Well, deal with it. You don't, you might say, Wayne, but I've spent the money. I, 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 for the last couple of months, I haven't tithed and I've actually spent it and I, I, went on another cruise or I did something with it. Forget the cruise comment. Cut that out. Cut that out. That didn't happen. Now, you, you, you used the money wisely, but it's gone and, and you can't fix it up. I've got good news for you. You don't have to. Start again. Just make that decision. Say, Lord, please take away the little mist mark that we're, the thing that I've been doing wrong that you're challenging me on. I get rid of that right now thank you that I start from today and you can start afresh from today maybe you haven't been reading your Bible and praying like you used to maybe you were serving and really involved with church in ministry and, and you shied away and you're feeling a little bit backed off and there's a purpose as we've been talking about for the last couple of weeks and you've been kind of like shying away from that well make today the decision I get back involved Lord Jesus thank you that you forgive us thank you that I can give that to you I'm back walking in the light and now there's no condemnation there's no conviction anymore because I'm in the light and I stay in the light I would like to pray for us as we go I'm asking you right now to close your, ha- your eyes and just open up your heart and your hands just as a symbol of receiving forgiveness and light from him I'm aware that as Joshua was speaking he was talking about the breaking of bread and the exchange and gordon mentioned the exchange we we give jesus the sin and he gives us his life and his light we also give him our pain and our suffering and our sickness and he gives us his wholeness and his wellness i want to pray that blessing on you right now lord jesus i want to thank you that you gave the perfect price, you paid that perfect price for us that our sin can be washed awake and we are clean and in right relationship with the heavenly father. And we have an advocate, you, you are our advocate, Lord Jesus, and you say there's no condemnation on us because we're walking in the light. Lord Jesus, some of us have been feeling a bit challenged in certain areas in our lives. And whatever that area is right now, we just make it right with you and we're saying, would you forgive us, would your blood just cleanse us from all that unrighteousness and we want to say thank you that once again now as from this very moment we're walking again in the light our past sins are forgiven our present sins are forgiven and even in the future you will forgive us because we're walking in the light Lord Jesus I want to pray for everyone here who's got pain in their life emotional pain mental pain physical pain lord jesus we do that exchange right now we receive from you your healing power as we give you the issues in our life we cast our cares we cast our burdens on you because you care for us so we receive right now that healing power in our lives and i speak healing over your bodies i speak healing over your minds and i speak healing over your soul the lord is my shepherd I shall not want he restores my soul would you restore people's souls right now Lord Jesus would you heal their bodies whatever is wrong Lord Jesus would you make it right now we thank you Lord Jesus that we can walk in the light this week we choose to walk in the light so we put behind us the past and we're not focused on what's behind we're not looking in the rearview mirror We're looking straight up ahead in the light and we're following after you. And we want to say thank you for your protection. Thank you, Lord Jesus, for your love. Thank you for your light. Thank you for the great exchange. We love you, Lord Jesus. And if you agree with that prayer, shout out on the top of your voice. Amen. God bless you.